Welcome to Spoilers. Uh, today we're doing a minor edition. Uh, we have a small skeleton crew with us today. It's me, Money Mike, and Pappy. Say hello, boys. Hola. Hello. Tonight we are here to talk about two movies. This is kind of a big deal for us. Usually we just do one. We actually get to see two and talk about them. Uh, doing John Wick 2 and the Lego Batman movie. So uh, which one do you want to talk about first? Let's get into John Wick. We've all seen that one, right? Yeah. I see. Pappy, you seen John Wick? I like it. All right, yeah, let's start with John Wick. Uh, Baba Yaga is back in uh, John Wick 2. And how would you describe this movie? Because <laughs> uh, it really starts off with a car chase. Like, I mean. Yeah, it's nonstop action. It's nonstop action for the most go. part. Uh, it starts off with a car chase of a car chasing a motorcycle down throughout uh, New York City. And uh, what is what is John's car? Uh, is it like an SS Cheville or the one he's driving? Yeah, is an SS, and then the one he's trying to get is a old Mustang, which is so much cooler. Yeah, I mean, I really hope Keanu's doing his driving stunts because it just looks awesome on screen. But um, essentially, what this movie is about is they, they expand upon the world of assassins that is in John Wick. And pretty much what you find out is there's these things called markers between assassins. And if you agree to a marker, um, the person that you like did the contract with essentially can come back and ask you to refill the favor. And um, that impossible job that they referenced to in John Wick 1 that said this is the foundation that our family was built upon was actually in help through another assassin named... Um, Santino D'Antonio and the contract that he wants him to fulfill is to kill his sister because his sister is on something called the high table which I imagine they give orders for hitmen to kill other people oh uh, yeah I wasn't exactly I'm not exactly explained. sure what the what that is but uh, John reluctantly uh, refuses tells him I'm not going to do it that life is behind me now and uh, Santino ends up blowing up his beautiful home I didn't know Hitman made that much money, but it's a beautiful home. And John pretty much comes to grips with that he has to fulfill this contract. Off to Rome he goes, uh, kills this... uh, Well, he doesn't kill... This woman actually kills herself, but he puts a bullet in her head to make it look he killed her anyway. Pretty much, after he fulfills the contract, that guy double-crosses him and sends the whole world after him and puts a $7 million bounty on his head. And from there, it is nonstop action. So I will open it up to you, gents. What did you think of John Wick Dose? Uh, I love action movies, and this is like over-the-top action nonstop. Um, the fighting is hard to describe. It's a bit like kung fu. Like, it's so fluid and smooth, but it's guns. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of like throwing punches with guns almost, and there's a, like a lot of really great fluid movement throughout the movie and it's it's a real fun watch uh there's some funny moments as well um uh with common when they're shooting at each Mm -hmm. other in the subway the character of cassian yeah Mm -hmm. um it's a great action flick it this movie does a lot builds a lot more on the assassin world than the first movie did and uh you kind of learn some more rules of how 
these assassins work and stuff, but still leaves a lot of vague things to the imagination, uh, but it also sets it up for a third one, which is great. Yeah. Papster, what do you think? Yeah, I totally agree with Money. I think it was a really fun addition, world building to the first John Wick movie. Um, you get more of the same. There's a little bit of a slow burn in the first sense of the movie and that you're getting pulled into what the conflict is and that the second and third acts are just so badass by comparison the first act could be contrived as being a little bit slow um if you like the first john wick you like this and i had a great time um i love the new wrinkles that we get on this world especially that there's international hotels there's just some sort of like league of assassins which are governed by some sort of weird mafia board it's a great modern take on a mafia um sort of you know new world order uh conspiracy theory type bullshit but it's a lot of fun and if you like the first gen look you like this yeah uh, i agree about the the first act being slow it, it, in the first movie I in felt, a good way in it, a good way in though. a good way like you earn the action that comes in act two and three which is what i like about it it is well earned because you i think there's a pivotal moment in this movie where you know when it started in quotes it was very fast you know what i mean it was about a guy you know, these kids killed the dog of a of the wrong dude, and it just never stopped. This one added more wrinkles, uh, much slower, and um, I feel like the part where John is um, leaving uh, Gianna's, like, room, or whatever that was, where she died in the pool of blood, mm-hmm. and he's walking by the concert, and the concert has kind of like an EDM feel to it. It's mm, 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 mm. And Common sees uh, John, and he's like, John? He's like, Cassian, he's like, you working again? And he's like, unfortunately, I am. And that's when Cassian puts his hand on his gun, and John puts his hand on his gun, and the music just starts ramping up, and then right when it kicks, like, the movie just never stops from there. So I feel like that's where the movie actually, like, quote-unquote, started. Mm-hmm. Well, very similar to the first film and the scene in the Russian nightclub. Yeah. Before we have that it's, it's very much a carbon copy of that. But that's not where this movie stops because the action continues on across continents back to the United States, which is a lot of fun. Yeah, I was afraid that it was gonna the whole time it was gonna be in Rome. I was I was a little afraid of that, and I was they didn't spend much time in Rome at all, really. Once you got out of kind of like the catacombs and the tunnel scenes, you were pretty much back in the states. I thought this movie dealt a lot more with hand to hand combat, like close quarters. Like, people trying to kill each other with knives, people trying to pretty much break each other's necks the whole time. And I think that's where this movie really excelled. The first movie was a lot of gunfare. Like, we know John is an expert shot. And this movie got to see a lot more, I guess, just brutal hand-to-hand combat. And especially when the contract gets put on him, when he gets back, you you realize how big the Assassin's League is because everybody's getting texts left and right. Mm-hmm. Like, just people in random areas. And that's where the famous pencil scene comes in because they always mention John killed a man, <laughs> killed three men in a bar with a fucking pencil, and he finally did it in this movie, and I thought that was awesome. Yeah, it's a really brutal fight scene. Uh, as he's walking through the subway, like, three guys get a text from of this contract and he just goes to town on him. Uh, but this 
the scene implies that there's way more people in this society than you're led to believe there really are. Um, so this assassin syndicate or whatever is just all over the world. And now it feels like the entire world is against John, John. at this point. Uh, and he's just fighting for his life to get out. And it's really fun to watch. Well, it really is over the top, too, because at one point you think, you know, could this be sort of his own paranoia? But you have that great scene at the very end of the film, and I think it might be Central Park, where he snaps his fingers and everyone clears out of that little area where the fountain is. And there's no one left. You're like, oh, shit, he had control of everyone in that, this life. That was kind of robotic, wasn't it? Everybody just stopped? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, complete control of everyone in at least like an acre, <laughs> like in any mm. direction. Like it's crazy. So I feel like they really set up um, uh, for a fun third conclusion for the third movie. And that if it's John Wick versus the world, that's sort of the film that we've always wanted uh, from Jump Street anyway. Him and his dog taking everyone on. Yeah, he has a pit bull in this movie. Is it a pit bull? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a pit bull in this Underutil- Underutilized, I felt like. But that's where the third movie comes in, all right? You're going to have that poll of does the dog die in the third one, just much like the first one. I, I thought it was pretty genius that uh, he, left, um, he left the dog with the hotel uh, concierge, uh, Sharon, or I think his name's Sharon. I guess I'm pronouncing that right. But I, I think the most, I don't want to call it, like a, this is a John Wick movie, but I think the, the thing that really just showcased John being John himself is just, He's beaten to hell by, like, pretty much in the second act of this movie. He's just beaten to hell pretty much into, all the way into the third act. And he's tired. He's limping. He's bloody. He's sweaty. He's dirty. And he walks into the Continental. And there sits, um, not my favorite villain, but a villain nonetheless of Santino, the guy who ordered all the hits on him. And he's eating steak. Uh, Winston and... uh Tell his sister, yeah. Yeah, and Winston... um played by Ian McShane, who is, I think, just an awesome actor, awesome character for this movie, is sitting there, and he sees John have a gun, has a gun walking down the steps. And he's like, John, Jonathan? He's very formal with him throughout the movie. He's, he's calling him Jonathan. Walk away, walk away. And John doesn't even blink and shoots Santino in the head. And that's what really jumpstarts what's going to be the third movie, because Winston just, just goes... My God, what have you done? Yeah, he uh, pretty much breaks the cardinal rule of killing someone on continental grounds. That's what saved him in Rome, was him in common fell into the continental through the glass. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't kill someone on hotel grounds. It's like a it's like a safe. You know, it's like a safe haven. We understand the gravity of what he did because we've had four hours at this point. Yeah, because in the first movie, there was a female character, Perkins, who killed uh, the older African African-American assassin. I can't remember his name. But she died in a way that I thought John was going to get shot at the end of this one, which was, you know, people standing in a circle around him and shooting him. And that's what happened to her in the first one. And, uh, yeah, this is a – I guess my question, I think we talked about this movie is in a small scale. We could go into it. I could talk about this movie for hours. But did you enjoy this movie more than the first one? Well, the only thing I wanted to touch on was also Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, oh, the Bowery King. Yeah, reunited from the Matrix. What do you What do you think about that, Stevie? I was confused, which I think they'll touch more on it. Um, I I did like how there's just what you think are homeless people around the city that are actually the eyes and ears of one man, 
and could actually probably also assassins. Um, I was a little confused with the was he putting chips and pigeons? Yeah. Was he putting microchips and pigeons? I think it had something to do with cell phones or something. I'm not exactly sure what what his plan was there. Yeah, that was a little uh, little weird to me, but I I liked his character, over the top, uh, very loud, very boisterous, uh, polar opposite of what uh, Morpheus was. So I, I I liked him in this movie a lot. What do you think, Pat? Oh, I really liked it. I thought it was a fun like reuniting moment. I hadn't done any research before going into this movie, so I didn't know that was going to happen. And when Cowboy Curtis came out, I was really, really excited to see uh, him paired uh, with Neo again. Yeah. So. Yeah, it also uh, kind of implies that uh, Lawrence Fishburne's character is going to be in the third one because he makes a, a statement that John owes him a favor for helping him out in this movie. So uh, I'm pretty confident that he'll be back for the next movie and That'll be fun to see what goes on with that. It'll be interesting to see, too, what happens with uh, Peter Stormare's character. Um, he's in the very beginning. He was uh, Vigo's brother from the first one. And that's the guy that John says peace to after he gets his car back. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting, interesting to see if he kind of aids John in the third one. Were there any trailers from this movie that you guys saw? The Tupac trailer looked really cool. Oh, yeah. I had not heard about that movie at all. It looks like uh, what they did with Biggie and Straight Outta Compton. Um, it looks very similar to that. It looks really good. This guy, the actor that's playing him, looks just yeah, like just him. Just like Tupac. How about you, Pap? Any uh, any any previews with you? Uh, King Kong. I saw the most fleshed out trailer I've seen for that movie so far. It and... looks awful. I know historically these movies are bad, but I'll give it a shot. I'll see I it. If it's see bad, it. It will be... I want to see it. If it's be... it's either going to really fail so badly that it'll be spectacular in its failure, it'll be hilarious, <laughs> or it'll be decent. I'm like, okay, I'm not mad that I saw that. So it just seems like a filler movie for the Godzilla King Kong fight. This was a new, more extended trailer than I've seen so far. I'm not, I was, I haven't been interested in this project, so I haven't been like searching out for things, but this was the first long form trailer that I saw that I thought looked cool. And it's Tom Hiddleston. I mean, he doesn't choose bad movies to do. I'm sure he saw this and thought that it was a good movie at least. Well, my question is, at least this is the way in the, the posters. Like in every King Kong, he climbs the Empire State Building. This one, he looks as tall as the Empire State Building. Yeah, this looks like a little... Why does he look so date. big? <laughs> Dude, you don't know what's going on on that island. That's true. Well, he makes an appearance in Lego Batman movie, too. Oh. That's true. <laughs> you guys answer my question. John Wick 2 better than John Wick 1? No. Only because for me, for me, quickly, I just thought that John Wick 1 blew me away because I was so surprised by it. John Wick 2 did a great job of world building, but it has to do the task of world building, so it's not as sleek or as fast as the first film. Right. Yeah, the first film is just like, I don't need the rules, but they're just kind of like given to you sporadically. Um, But the second one was kind of force-feeding you the rules to to this world because they are setting up more movies. But I think they're both just really... I think they're both on par with each other. Yeah, I think so too. I don't like. I I was kind of nervous like this would be bad. Usually sequels aren't great, 
And this one kept Especially me just action. as entertained as the Especially first one. action sequels. Yeah, this was... I mean, you, you could look at Taken 2. That movie was god-awful. And I love Liam Neeson, but uh, yeah, uh, John Wick 2 absolutely killed it. So, sorry to ruin the transition, Pat, but let's go into the Lego Batman movie. Well, no, what, what do we give uh, John Wick 2? Is it three S's? It's a yes for me. i give it like a solid 8.59. Absolute yes for me. Yeah, so. absolute yes. Preserved. But Lego Batman. So, Mikey, you saw this film too, right? Yes. Uh, did you remember any trailers you saw for this at all? Uh, uh, there's a different, different trailers for a kids movie for sure. There's Lego Ninjago trailer. Uh, but other than that, I don't remember much. I think there was a Power Ranger, Power Ranger trailer. Oh, I saw that for John Wick too. Yeah. What did you guys think? Eh. Um, (laughs) I was never a Power Ranger fan. I was always more of a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle guy myself. Um, but the the Super Nintendo side scroller games were always fun for Power Rangers. Ah, uh, could be good, could be awful, but it looks like it's going to be a six point five. Just one of those middle of the road. Comes on. TNT. Is it worthy of our time to spoil when we visit that movie or no? I'm going to visit it just because it's Power Rangers. <laughs> Uh, I'd be down. I, I remember even watching the first Power Rangers movie with the ooze yeah. and all of that good. So uh, my first movie like experiences that I really, really remember. So I do like Power Rangers in theory, but I have no expectations for this. I'm not so. going to lie. There's that part where they all link up like they used to do in the show and save the day. And there's always like a, like a Japanese guitar in the background jamming out when they do it. That part looks pretty cool in the trailer, so... That alone might get me to the movie theater. I also had uh, the Emoji movie. I don't know what you guys have any. Oh, I heard Patrick Stewart. I heard Patrick Stewart plays the poop uh, emoji. Yeah, it was a very short trailer for my movie, but it looked funnier than I was expecting it to be. Uh, I mean, it sounds like there's a lot of people in it. Yeah, I think it could be clever. I really think it might be worth seeing. Are these spoiling? I mean, we rolled our eyes pretty hard when this was announced. <laughs> and the only other uh, other one that I saw that I wanted to talk about before we get into the movie was Despicable Me with Trey or Despicable Me Three with Trey Parker. <gasps> yeah, that looked pretty funny too. And I've never seen any of the Despicable Me. Movies. Really? Yeah. Despicable Me really surprised me. The first one. Well, I can't stand Minions, but Trey Parker's character in this looks really hilarious. Wait, Trey, like South Park Trey Parker? Yes. No kidding. Yeah, he plays the bad guy, or, you know, the bad guy, per se. Uh, he's a... Relative to... Yeah, he's an 80s-loving... Oh, no. <laughs> Reminiscent of Prince and Michael Jackson, yeah. Like, I think he's on roller skates for the trailer that I saw while I was committing his robbery. That's it's pretty funny. That's yeah, really funny too, because Trey Parker loves like he's like an '80s music efficient like aficionado, and he's like released like songs like with just synthesizer and him singing. So very cool. I like that he uh, he's going to be in this movie. Awesome. So Mikey, overall, what you think of Lego Batman? Uh, I love the first Lego movie so much. Uh, there was no chance I wasn't going to see this movie too. Um, this movie is so funny and it references 
all of the Batman iterations throughout history, and it's calling back on a lot of Batman movies and making fun of them and uh, kind of like delving in on different plot points throughout other Batman movies. And it's just so funny. I love this movie so much. <laughs> there are so many jokes that, like, it's it's a fast-paced joke, jokey kind of movie, and it's you got to really pay attention to catch them all. Is it super quick-witted? Mm-hmm. Very nice. Quick. I love that. I love that humor. A lot of inside jokes. I like how there were gremlins in this movie, but basically they threw every WB property they had: Harry <laughs> Potter, yeah. King Kong. You know. Everything in the arsenal they were like throwing out there. Everything in the kitchen sink. <laughs> yeah. So I know it's a, uh, I I know it's pretty much like a, I know it's like an animated movie. Um, was there any voice actors that really stuck out or? I didn't know Zach Galifianakis was the Joker. Yeah. Uh, I thought he did a great job. Yeah, Zach did a great job. But I think Will Arnett really like takes the cake. And Michael Sarah did a great job too. Conan was the Riddler? Not very predominantly featured, but yeah. Oh. Uh, Cool. The whole rogues gallery, um, spoiler alert, uh, sort of turns on uh, the Joker and fights on the side of Batman because the Joker starts to associate with the higher Warner Brothers universe villains, i.e. the monkeys from uh, Wizard of Oz <laughs> and the and the Gremlins and King Kong <laughs> and everyone else just comes out of the shadows and with the Joker leading the way so and and Voldemort so that was you know it was funny it's very PG um, but Mikey I would say how would you rank your favorite Batman Batman who played Batman do you have like a ranking I can give mine real quick if you want to. Favorite people who've played Batman? In, in movies. In movies? Uh, why don't you go first? Let me think about it. All right. I would say number one would be Michael Keaton, still. Number two would be Christian Bale. Number three would be Kevin Conroy. Number four would be Will Arnett. Number five would be uh, Adam West. Number six would be, am I missing someone? Or do I have to go Val Kilmer? Val Kilmer, then George Clooney. I said Kevin Conroy, right? Yeah, yeah. I really want to put in like a pow like sound effect when he says Adam West. <laughs> oh, there was plenty of references to that in this movie. Lorenette's like the lowest of the good Batman, but he's not a bad Batman. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I put him above Adam West. And I really, like, I really do like the original Batman 66. Uh, I think Christian Bale is my all-time favorite Batman, and George Clooney all-time worst Batman. I don't think <laughs> I think those are pretty much everyone's <laughs> everyone's uh picks for those. Uh, but yeah, I said, Will, I said no. So yeah, oh Keaton, yeah, he's yeah. up there. Uh, but yeah, Will does a great job because he brings so much comedy to this. Otherwise, he's like a parody of Batman, yeah, isn't he's he? Otherwise, super serious character, and his voice is hilarious. He he makes he makes the character of Bruce Wayne slash Batman like a relatable kind of goofy, fun person. 
So is this more of a Batman movie or is this a Lego movie with Batman? Batman. It's a Batman. I think movie. it is a yeah. Batman movie. It's a Batman movie. Barbara Gordon in detail. She becomes Batgirl, and we have an origin story of Robin. So a lot happens too to set up for future movies. I think. Do his parents die at the circus? This is the one Batman movie that doesn't show the death of uh, Bruce Wayne's parents, which already a step above most Batman movies. <laughs> yeah, considering Zack Snyder had to show it 17 times in Batman vs. Superman. Yeah, or, the, or the death of Dick's parents either. He just gets adopted on accident by a <laughs> absent, yeah. absent-minded, love-struck uh, Batman. <laughs> He gets adopted on accident. <laughs> what I love about this too is in this movie, Batman is obsessed with being Batman. He he hates to take off his mask. He hates to be Bruce Wayne. He like showers in his mask, you know, like eats dinner in his mask, walks around in his mask, only takes it off at the last second before going to a party or whatever. It's so hilarious in his obsession over being batman that he kind of like loses himself (laughs) in the mask yeah the whole point of the movie is how he has become like so self-absorbed in this other persona that he has that he's kind of forgotten about what it is like to have a family and this movie is about him like kind of trusting people again and having a family and it's really hilarious the way that they do it is it a pretty quick movie or did it feel long uh hour 44 i got a little antsy and the kids the little kids in my theater yeah got a little a antsy. Bunch of kids there's too. a little like there's a little start and stop thing that happens at the end where you think there's a conclusion but he hasn't learned his lesson yet <laughs> and there's another conclusion and then there's like a final conflict and then everything comes together. So it's kind of like, you know, drawn out. And I could hear the little kids like in my theater saying, Mom, what's happening? Like literally during like the quiet parts because it's mm-hmm. really slowed down by that point. And I don't know if it would work for the really little kids. Yeah, the first Lego movie I saw pretty late at night. So it was like older people or mostly empty for the most part and this one i saw in the middle of the day and there was just a lot of younger kids Uh. with their parents and it was a totally different kind of like watching experience uh so if you're gonna watch it and you're our age or older i would say go go later rather than were there any references to the first lego movie Uh, or do they keep it pretty intact with like the world that kind of the world's a batman kind of felt like it was its own separate world there i mean there were like maybe one or two but the best parts were the callbacks to the other batmans they reference every single other batman movie that's ever been made Mm -hmm. and make fun of every single one it's hilarious alfred goes on a on a rant telling bruce that i've seen you this way before master wayne and when you're in this type of attitude things can get dark and it (laughs) goes to like every movie poster of like all the christopher nolan movies oh no (laughs) It's like, yeah, this was a pretty dark time in your life. It was like <laughs> Dark Knight Rises poster. I and need then, to see uh, this movie then. I didn't think you guys came out of it saying it was absolutely hilarious. Dude, it's it's up there. It is way up there. <laughs> Fun, funnier than Lego movie? No. Uh, I don't know. I think, again, it's also like 
its own thing. Its own thing. So it's right because we're already get, we're getting a, this isn't a Lego movie sequel. We're already getting a Lego movie sequel. Mm-hmm. Got it. Uh, it's hard not to laugh at anything Will Will Arnett says. His voice is like so. It so makes me laugh every time. I his Batman it. movie. His Batman voice is so funny. I liked it. It's a thumbs up for me. Nice. Definitely yes for me as well. Well, you boys have anything left to add? Uh, keep an eye out for that Power Rangers movie. It's going to be a big one. I'm telling you, <laughs> when they morph together and like there's a cheesy guitar in the background. and It look, it reminded me a lot of Transformers, and that's why I'm not very excited to watch it. <sighs> Are you excited uh, for the new Transformers? No, I haven't seen like the last three. <laughs> it's, the, la- the, last one, the last one with Mark Wahlberg was awful. I can't imagine this one being any better. Stevie, what episodes do we have coming down the pipeline? We have the Oscars. We have the thing coming out. Um, we have uh, an episode of the Newsies with my sister. And uh, what else we got coming? What's the uh, 300th follower request? What was that movie? Oh, jeez. We keep forgetting to do this. Chopper, Chopper. with Eric Bana. I think so. Chopper? Yeah. Chopper. Yeah, we should just do the plugs. Uh, I guess uh, I'll play us out on this one. Since I always make Pat play us out, and it's a lot of pressure. So, let me see here. If you want to contact us, uh, you want to actually follow us on Twitter on the Twitter machine. We are at spoilers underscore pod. If you'd like to shoot us an email, tell us how we're doing, or give us a movie to review, or just tell us that we are awful and there's a reason we only have so many followers, you can reach us at uh, podcastspoilers at gmail.com. If you want to look for our website, it's of the same name, uh, podcastspoilers.com. And then uh, if you want to look for us on yeah, iTunes, yeah. which helps us out the most, leave us a five-star review. And also, if you want us to review a movie, leave it on there. Uh, we are spoilers, exclamation point. And we look like uh, a cereal bowl with uh, the name spoilers spelled out. But we've also Search found for out. Movie spoilers. We've yeah. also, this was Pappy's genius. Type in movie spoilers on, in your iTunes podcast, and we're the first one up there. Number one. Number one. We did it, boys. We did it. So take that, Dad. Yeah, take that. Call me a failure for buying all this equipment. And then, um, what else? All the, uh, the person you're hearing sing this song right now and also playing is Joshua Hensley of the Rutabaga. They are amazing. Check them out. And, uh, all right. Well, thank you for listening. That was spoilers. Drinkers, Robin, but they're also human beings.